What's your favorite? Don't. God, that's awful. Favorite? Awful. Awful. Your favorite film? Is awful. And welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the weekly podcast where we invite a guest on to defend their favourite film against negative reviews. As always, I am your host, Luke, greatest guy in the world, soldier of the people, master of the universe, stop laughing, you laugh every time, but I'm telling the truth, let me tell the people the truth, Charlie. Charlie, who is also here, how are you doing? Oh, magic as always. Magic? Mm -hmm. Doing the spells, making yourself... I'm a wizard. You're a wizard? Yeah. Houdini. Freaking knew it. Houdini? Mm. Oh, Okay. He's back. He's back, and he's you. It's me. He's you. Interesting. So, what have you done over the week? Just been trying to find this man to come on the show. Today. It took you a week to find a guest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dedicate my time to it. I hope it's not a weak guest. But um, boom. We'll cut that out, everyone. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who is it? Well, to, to introduce him, he has a nan called Anne Bag, which I think is Anne Bag. Brilliant, Anne Bag. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's... I'm not joking. Um, can I introduce Mr. Harry Bag? How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Thank you for inviting me on the show. You know, nice. Thanks for being here. That's oh. right. Any day. Anyone Any who's got a nan whose name's Anne Bag is welcome on the show. A true delight, really. Well, is. True delight. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> have to get your... It's my party trick, really. Is well, I had to find you. You're quite the celebrity. <laughs> so. so, Harry, apart from having a grandmother called Anne. <laughs> 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 is there anything else worthwhile of you? No, not really. No, okay. no, no not at all. <laughs> no, okay. If we'll play it. It's all good. Um, also, shout out to Paul Bag. Oh Paul yeah, Bag. Paul Bag as well. I'm trying to think if there's any other outrageously <laughs> disgusting names in my family, but them two are definitely top tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Paul and Anne. Paul Bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is there, there is my name, to be fair. If you just put ball in the middle, you know, you're good to go, aren't you? Yeah. You Harry Ballback. Harry yeah. Ballback. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you get an American say, it sounds like Harry Ballback, so mm. it's all good. Harry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're here. I'm sure Charlie told you the details, told you why you're here. Sort of, not Sort really. of. Yeah, I'm not I, know, I, just, I just tracked him here. You, you do, I was like, you've just... got a nan called Anne. And they just tracked him. <laughs> He's just... like, where am I? You, you find the guests and you bring them here. You tell nothing. It's beautiful. Harry. Yes. What is your favourite film? One of my favourite films, Kingsman The Secret Service. Kingsman The Secret Service? Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. so for those who are... A bit of a wild card, but Wild yeah. card? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We, we've had the fountain. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we've had the fountain. <laughs> That it's was like a well, wild card. Yeah, yeah. that if, was. If uh, anything, this is maybe our most recent film. Twenty. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, we, yeah. Was wait, Whiplash same year? Oh, wait, when? Whiplash could have been as well. I, I, both twenty fourteen, maybe. I think they are. I think they are. Okay, never mind. But nonetheless. So, for those who've never watched the film, have never heard of the Kingsman Secret Service, what is that film about? So the film, for me, it kind of acts like a parody of the spy movie genre. Not quite as hard as, for example, Naked Gun. But um, it's directed by Matthew Vaughan. It follows the recruitment of a guy called Eggsy, who lives in like a British suburban town. It, it, it follows him going into like a spy organisation named the uh, Kingsman. He's he put up against potential other candidates for the job, while also having to join a mission to tackle a global threat named Jim Valentine, played by the one and only Samuel Jackson. Yeah, that's really it. It's quite a basic plot, but, you know, 
Well, basic is simple. Simple is good occasionally. Mm. It's nice to mm, definitely. have something definitely refreshing. Definitely in this case. Yeah. But yeah. Well, as you know, because you're here, we're jointly sorry to tell you that your favourite film is actually awful. Wrong. That's <laughs> what told, apparently. Um, you know how you said about how it's a parody of the spy films? Mm. Uh, this first review by Josh W, half star review. Not even summed, one. Not even one. Summed up that same concept, that same theme, mm. as um, James Bond gets a lobotomy on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel he kind of covered the same points you did there. That's pretty much what the plot is about. <laughs> is that all he had to say? That's or? It. <laughs> is that it? It's a true wow. poet. A true well, poet. It really is. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you're wrong. Uh, what's his name or her name? That was Josh W. Josh, you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you're just, just wrong. <laughs> I mean, so, well, I, why is he wrong though? He made a very I mean, valid point. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> to, to highly disagree with you, my good sir. <laughs> um, but <laughs> nonetheless, I, I just have to say, why? I, I mean, a lobotomy. What did he say? A lobotomy of on his dick. On James Bond's dick. On James Bond's dick. A oh. dick. Lo- James Bond's dick lobotomy. I think that'd be quite an interesting piece, nonetheless. But um, give us a better review, you know. I mean, give us some points, you know. Oh, that, that that is not enough, is it? Do you know what I mean? Nah, I think that's, it, that's it's the definitely perfect not enough. He, he gets his point across. <laughs> why, why say? Why use so many words as parody of spy genre when you can say lobotomy of James Bond's dick? It's so much more poetic, as you he, said. I mean, he sums up why he hates it quicker than you sum up why he likes it. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he did get to the point quicker. I guess. <laughs> okay, so this next one is from Kyle Smith. Kingsman the Secret Service borrows the tone, story, characters, and humour of Kick-Ass. Only mm. this time, it is a 007 world instead of Batman's. Nearly everything it does, it does poorly. This one is weak-ass. <laughs> this time, the boy and girl transformed into the bane of a supervillains by a father figure are Brits, Eggsy, and Roxy whose James Bond-style mentor is a member of a secret order of contemporary spy knights, the Kingsmen, led by a sort of King Arthur. Directed by Matthew Vaughan, Kingsman is a mad cluster of Austin Powers-style parody, campy comedy, and gore action. It's like a salad composed of lettuce, tomatoes, butterscotch pudding, <coughs> raw liver, and motor oil. Um, <laughs> just, just try to like hold back your laughter is just beautiful. Corpses oh, over it. <laughs> As the baddie who plots to destroy the world to the tune of a KC and the Sunshine Band song, Samuel L. Jackson does a bizarre lisp and seems to be in an entirely different movie from Firth, who plays it more or less straight as a demoner James Bond. The movie is so desperate to be irrelevant that a captive princess says to the hero, if you save the world, we can do it in the A-hole. Isn't it romantic? Austin Powers knew the way to do a Bond spoof was full-on comedy, 
not with a screeching tonal shifts from scene to scene. Sequences in which the tryouts for the Kingsmen wake up to find their barracks flooding over their heads, or are tossed out of an aeroplane and learn that one of them has no parachute. Are excitedly filmed, but there's so much goofing off surrounding these bits that the characters seem disposable. Jackson's villain, meanwhile, is not only not interesting, he's just plain ridiculous. Neither threatening nor funny. Kingsman thinks it's clever to have characters discuss what kind of movie they're in and whether the psychopath should come up with a convoluted method to kill the hero. That kind of meta-joke was stale years ago. Though, this martini is neither shaken nor stirred. It's sp- <laughs> He's become a par- parody of his own review. He has. It's spilled all over the place, leaving you with a mess instead of a buzz. Did he say he likes Kick-Ass uh, at the beginning? Or? Yeah, I think he, he said, said they borrows said the tone. Not, yeah, he yeah. never says that. Oh, well, actually, he does call this film Weak-Ass, so that kind of implies <laughs> that he likes Kick-Ass better ass than instead this. Of kick-ass. But, like, for, for me, they're obviously one superhero, one spy, but, like, mm-hmm. what is... There's not really that much difference in terms of what they both do, really. And I think as well, like, to say Samuel Jackson is a, a, a weak villain, is kind of the point. He's scared of blood. Mm. Like, I, I don't... What did you expect? Like, uh, Samuel Jackson to have a glass eye and sit in a chair and turn around with a little cat. And then, you know, like, I, I think it's, it's funnier to have someone, a, a supervillain, to be scared of blood. The whole point of the film is to be... I mean... It is meant to be a parody, but like I said earlier, you don't want it to be too hard because otherwise it just becomes like Austin Powers. And at the end of the day, the movie, you're meant to just sort of sit down and enjoy it. And I think the guy reviewing it has really missed the point of just to say meta humor isn't funny. I completely disagree with that. I guess that is completely to do with taste. And for me, I feel like Kingsman, it is a parody, but it also plays on the tropes and creates its own thing throughout that. And I think that's what makes it interesting. Oh, of course. That's Um, that's why it's so great, though. With with Kick-Ass, at the beginning, we have, you know, we have a a typical high school teenager or or just an an ordinary teenager. And then by the end, I mean, at the beginning, we're sort of taking the piss out of the tropes of the superhero genre or the spy genre. But by the end we've got to the level of the ridiculousness of both superhero and spy movies. So they're able to stand side by side with each other, really. At the beginning, it is about mocking the ridiculousness to a certain degree. But by the end, we've sort of embraced it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in my eyes. No, I mean, they even say, characters say in the film, which I feel like is Matthew Vaughan almost talking to the audience, when um, Samuel Jackson's character says to uh, Colin Firth, he says, oh, they, those Bond movies are too serious nowadays. Yeah. Colin Firth says it, sorry, his character. Yeah, uh, yeah, what's his name? Give me a Galahad, far, Galahad give me, um, says to... Um, a more theatrical plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And, um, and I feel like that's him saying to the audience, like, look, this is what we're trying to do here. Yeah, we're trying definitely. to... Like, we've had a lot of serious... We've had, like, a lot of serious Bond movies and some of them have not been good, like... Or, and um, I think it's like, this is, look, let's take it... Let's not take ourselves seriously here. Let's have some fun with the genre sort of thing. That's why I'm personally quite enjoyed about uh, Kingsman. I also disagreed with the point about Colin Firth playing it straight and playing, like, a stereotypical Bond. Whereas, like, he is, obviously, that's what is his role in the film and what's funny about him. But he also isn't. He's also aware of it. And, like, yeah. there is, like... He does make silly, like, remarks and... Yeah, so I wouldn't I mean? compare him to Bond as well because, like... 
Bonds are it's definitely of, a nod. I'd, I'd say, say so. I, no, there is yeah. nods, but yeah. I'd say if anything, to, especially towards the end, Eggsy's more like Bond, especially like with being a womanizer and stuff with the the whole. I see what you mean. Yeah, thing. yeah. Whereas I'd say uh, Galahad or, or Harry is more sort of the a traditional spy and very classy and you know not like James Bond for me personally. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean to give him the review some sort of credit um, I do think that it does with that end joke it, it lowers gets, the tone it gets to a point of we're making a joke we're pointing out that these are things that happen in Bond movies like the sort of womanising stuff but then it almost becomes what it's trying to parody a little bit so I can kind of agree with that little point but the rest of it of him saying that it's not it's too meta it's, like, it's not funny and, and the tone he said doesn't takes away the stakes as well because it's funny which is totally not true at all like mm. if anything it makes the characters more more relatable because that's how we are on a day to day like and, and you, you're like oh they're more they are normal human beings that tell jokes and they're not serious all the time so it's like when things like that happen you're like oh kind of sucks the, um, the, the, the breath out of you because you're like oh wait hold on we were joking one minute now we're in a situation where their life's on the line sort of thing um, I definitely I agree with the well. ending. Definitely, yeah. I think that I can see why people would find it distasteful. The joke. Don't get me wrong. I, I get what it's trying to do, but um, I don't think it was kind of on the nose enough. Maybe. Mm. But however, I, as I agree with Charlie, I think the rest of the film is absolutely fine with sort of mocking these tropes and also embracing them towards the end. But yeah, I think that the last one is quite distasteful. But. Um, it's a very British humour throughout the film. Obviously, yeah. it's it's a British movie, but yeah, I, I think you can really see Matthew Vaughan's humour really uh, uh, resonate, especially in that last scene as well. And that's why I quite enjoyed watching it as a as a British viewer myself. Just uh, it does quite capture quite a lot of the culture in no, all different really does, in different yeah. classes um, of the film. And this is something I actually. I'll probably delve into a bit later, hopefully, in the podcast. Something I do enjoy about the movie is the kind of play on the class system, because I think the class system in, in Britain is a very, very big thing over yeah, here, sort of thing. And it's, uh, I think this film really talks about that and embraces it. And, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, what, what's good as well is, at the beginning, it's like... Uh, what, what's Michael Caine's character called again, actually? Arthur. He's called Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. Arthur, at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of like looking down towards those sort of people. He's at the end as well, but with Eggsy, he's looking down on those above him as well. Yeah. And I think by the end, that's also switched around. So mm. I think it is very good in in terms of talking about class, if you want to look into it that deeply. But um, actually, I'll tell you, I tell you, I'll, go, I'll go into it now. This is what I really liked about it because it deals with the classes, and I think, and it's a very big thing over here. Um, in America, you're taught a lot in schools more like the American dream, like anyone can make it yeah. if they put the work and do things. And yeah. not to say that's not over here. But I recently watched a documentary uh, called My Generation, uh, and it was uh, by Michael Caine. He hosted it, and he spoke about the 60s. Mm. And he spoke about how it was the first time the class barriers were broke, and that was what was so fascinating about about that time. Like, the Rolling Stones, him being in movies, the Beatles, they all come from, like, working-class places, I think, I believe. Um, And that was, like, the first time that was happening, where the, the system was sort of being merged together. And even Michael Caine was saying that in school... He was taught about people called our betters, and that these people you had to speak to them a certain way, and you had to do something. Yeah. And that was literally just rich people, like, and yeah. that's something that as a country is quite still ingrained a little bit in us as a culture. It's very much like oh, you can't definitely definitely get the money sort of thing. 
And I think that's what I really enjoyed about it was breaking the barrier, but also making everyone look a bit like, I mean, this is how I've took it. So I don't know if this is no, real, no, but I, Michael, I, I think it's really interesting that they make Michael Caine one of those snobs because obviously he was a big deal for Cockney working class characters it, it breaks in the sixties as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, I think it's really, I think it's really. This is like some of my favorite stuff in in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, that's no, what I, no, I, I, I definitely yeah. agree. When thinking about it on that level as well, because for me, you either look at this movie as like you you either look at it seriously or not seriously. And I think if you're not looking at it seriously, it's just a fun time. But like if you are looking at it seriously, I think one of the biggest themes is about class mm. and definitely the way Samuel Jackson's character looks down on people as well. Mm. And um, there's there's lots of irony in this film. And I think it, to talk about the, the guy reviewing this, to, to say the metahuman's not funny, it's just like, well, I don't really know why you're watching it in the first place. And I have to disagree. I think metahumor is arguably one of the funniest f- things going in terms of humour. Well, I mean, it's to opinion. argue that point... I assume the reviewer didn't know that it was going to be no, a good point, but yeah, full but, film. But like, okay, that's a fair point. But I think to to just say meta humor isn't funny, like especially if he's if he likes kick ass. Yeah, like what of, yeah. what is the yeah. what is really the difference? Because all it's done is it's taking it's taking the Mickey out of the the spy movie genre instead of the superhero movie genre. Like what what's really different with the humor apart from maybe it's more American humor as opposed to British humour maybe but well, to yeah, me that's, that's a big that's... difference though mm. between British and American if you look at the the office the BBC office and the American office you can argue both very good but then it's very easy to see that the American office has like 10 seasons and then our British office has <laughs> yeah, what two two, two, yeah. Yeah, two so seasons of Christmas special yeah. yeah exactly so it is very much easily identifiable if that is a reason oh no definitely but I think it. um like meta humor will be similar across those two films. Like they'll both be just mocking the tropes of the genre that they're obviously placed in. But yeah. To quickly link back to what you were saying, Charlie, there was, uh, I don't remember who said it and it could have literally been somebody on a, on the news or a YouTube video or literally just my friend, mm. but they did sum it up as um, Americans have the race system uh, how bad that is in America is how bad the class system is in Britain. Really interesting, yeah. Because I've said this to people before, um, which is really yeah, it it's really interesting. You. It might be, <laughs> it might be, yeah, it might be me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that a, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, but Too leaving the class system, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> leaving yeah. the the very oh. hot water of class system and all that such. For, <laughs> uh, we have the helpless hap three out of ten. So. So a little nicer. It's a, it's a little higher than your That's half good. star. <laughs> Initially, the plot was a little weak. But I am a sucker for good guys win, bad guys lose movie. Most of the characters are well-defined and well-played. But the scene where the senseless killing of every single person, including the good guy mentor, was sickening. And I had to leave before the end. I was saddened to see children as young as about nine years old at the movie with their parents as that scene was totally inappropriate and overkill. I thought the ads portrayed the movie in a more light-hearted manner than it actually was. The R rating was for more than just language. 
Now, I can see your confused places, <laughs> and I can see <laughs> Charlie immediately going for his phone. I can confirm to you that this, in the UK at least, was a 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, they said it an R rating as well, right? Yeah, they so said an R rating. what was the minimum age over there for someone to go see an R rated movie? I thought it, it was... It could be the same as like... An R rating's 15, but it's not. 15. R rating's 15. R rating's 15. R rating's 15 over here. Over That's here, yeah, but over over there. Like, can a child of I mean, America are stricter, I believe... With their ratings than we are over here. I don't yeah, know. I might be. Wasn't Venom? What was Venom rated in this country? Because I think it, um, I think that was a fifteen. It was a fifteen. Yeah. But anyway, besides the point, a nine-year-old <laughs> will not be in the cinema watching that film unless it was I, that I parent just... snuck him in. Like yeah. that. it's also just pretty irrelevant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was disgusting, yes, but that is kind of the point. It's meant to be a, a very shocking scene, but also, nonetheless, I think even if it is quite shocking. It's a great scene. What scene are we talking oh, about? Magic. Sorry, I assume it's the scene in the church. The church, yeah, where everyone, including the good guy mentor, yeah. dies, and it is the only. So I saw the film, and when I went home for Christmas or whatever, mm. I literally pulled up that scene on YouTube to show my mother because it's like this is Colin Firth. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, and it's and it's him in like doing that. He rehearsed. Did he actually like, learn all yeah, that? He, That's he really cool. A, you know, I, I can't say he did a hundred percent, but I yeah, know he yeah. rehearsed shite loads to do it and yeah. then with the wide angles and stuff you can tell I it's think it did yeah him. no I was going to say I think most at least, I'd say at least 70 or 60% was him because yeah, you yeah. could see it you could definitely see his face to be the contrarian no don't uh, do it in this Charlie don't do <laughs> it which is I'm usually the, yeah, I know, no, I'm the positive guy yeah. I'm supposed to be the one defending it we, we I just, have what distinguished the hell, characters <laughs> yeah. of I'm the negative one that loves violence <laughs> and you're the positive one that loves violence <laughs> and everyone loves violence and it's beautiful yeah, don't, no, don't right. mess with the status quo Right, so I do think I really like it as an action scene. However, Colin Firth has been taken over, his mind's been taken over, and he murders a bunch of civilians. Now, don't get me wrong, they are racists and yeah. they got the you know, homophobes and, and stuff. However, he himself didn't want to do that. He just murdered a bunch of people that he didn't want to, that he would consider as people that were not worth killing in his as a spy. I mean, he's got bigger things to worry about. Sort of yeah, thing. he didn't want to do. So he just will kill them. And I feel like the tone of that scene with the music, it's like made out to be really awesome. And I feel because like... it is awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I feel like it should have been played on more that this is actually like quite horrifying that he's against his will murdering all these people. Like, whereas you don't really feel that. So it's just like, oh, I'm just watching like like five minutes of this guy. Just I agree with you to an extent. Out, like, I agree with you to an extent. But and, I, and I do think I can understand why that would bother people because... I do think that's one of the scenes where it's like. Mm, uh, I think what you know would have been. Yeah. I think it's a great scene. Like it's well choreographed. That's one thing I really like this about this movie. I think the fight scenes are really well done, and they think mm, definitely. they almost like really now that kind of superhero kind of surrealist fight scene. Um, yeah. That I think that we don't get as much nowadays. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. And uh, which is really nice to see. But but yeah, I just feel like tonally. It felt a bit weird, especially when it's followed after what happens when he gets killed. Mm. Um, I feel like it would have been way more cooler as a scene if it was like it was horrifying for him to like murder all these people. Like well, I don't no, know because then he'd have control. He'd know what he was doing. He'd know that that was no, bad. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I think what you're but after, played as a. Yeah, I think scene. what you're after is a a shot of the music being turned off, mm. and then a subsequent when he's looking around the the church. To then have him have like this realization, which you never get until he's already outside. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he goes, no, yeah, yeah. No it control. is kind of like yeah, yeah. 
That is, yeah, it's more the tyrant. I think it's the song like, this is badass, let everyone listen, enjoy it. This, not, but that's not that it isn't it is fun badass. killing loads of <laughs> horrible people. No, I mean, that's like a sense yeah, insane I, person. I yeah. do agree with you, but yeah. just on the flip side though, you, you kind of are seeing it, well, I mean, you're seeing it from multiple perspectives actually. So it's, it's kind of hard to use just one track. The predominant one you are seeing it from is Jim Valentine's perspective. Yeah, yeah. So for me, assistant. it was kind of like he was... Obviously, he's, he's not marvelling the situation, but no. he's looking upon it like, oh, it, it really is working. And, and I guess so. Although he's not looking at it because he's... No, no, no. Yeah, the assistant... No, the assistant is, yeah. No, okay, that's a, okay, I, can, I see that, yeah. But um, So it is, it is kind of hard. I do. I think, I think you I just make, feel like there'd have been more tension if it was played off more... Seriously, I don't know. That's me. But then, but then I, need, I didn't feel like that. that no, moment. I didn't think it needed tension at all. I, the, you already know from the the minute it happens, he's going to kill everyone. Like, yeah, without a doubt, because they're just they're just homophobic civilians or racist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't think it was a tense scene. It was just to kind of highlight, show you was the use of the yeah, what yeah. what, what yeah, the chip example, was yes, doing because yeah. that that's the first time it's obviously revealed, of course, as well. And I think having it in your face in such a shocking way is a really good way to highlight it. I just yeah. think it goes on for a very long time. It gets to the point of like, is it just indulgent? It does. Point? Do you know what I'm saying? But, well, um, I do enjoy it. It is, but... I guess. It is indulgent and it is just yeah. showing the audience an epic fight scene mm. that has some moral grey areas underneath. Mm. The tone mm. and the tension and him not being in control of the action. But then, from a spectacle point of view, it is just Matthew Vaughan and Mark Miller just giving the audience this very watchable scene of Colin Firth. I know, he's crazy. Oh, no. He's really good I can't it, well. it. He's yeah. really good in it. So um, good. From the guy who's just in rom-coms. You know, yeah, rom-coms no, like, it's really it cool is. to see him doing like this kind of action Definitely. role. Like, I really, That's what I really enjoyed about it. And he does actually fit it. He's, he's never someone that would have considered to play Bond. No. no. But then when I watched no, it, I was yeah. like, oh, you know what? He could actually have done it. Mm. Like, just one have... movie. Yeah. <laughs> just one just movie. One. Come on, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continuing. We have zero out of ten. So this this is a lot a little bit harsher. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> Seven Thunders. While the movie was entertaining, it deserves a zero <laughs> for its burn. <laughs> sorry, but that makes no yeah. fucking sense. I'll, oh, but it's fine because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why it deserves a zero right now. It's it's one long sentence for its overt anti-Christian propaganda. Ah. Uh... Wow. No, get into uh, some territory here. If they did to blacks or Jews what they do to Christians in this movie, it would be protested and shunned. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! (laughs) Jesus Christ! There is a key scene where the hero goes to what? Is this one of the people from the church? Yeah. This is another one for the church. There is a key scene where the hero goes to what I can only presume is the writer's interpretation of a typical Christian church service. All in attendance are bigots, homophobes, and anti-government types. But don't worry, because the hero goes nuts and slaughters all of them during the service, due to the mind control rays of the evil genius. I heard viewers in the audience guffawing in approval at the death of those horrible Christian bigots. Mission accomplished, Hollywood. Defame all that is good and glorify evil. 
At the end of the movie, we get to enjoy some anal sex too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. Not. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Where do you even start? Yeah, I mean, just to start it off, I feel like it's not... (laughs) It's not going. I don't think it's saying anything about religion. I just think it's saying about a specific group of religious. Yeah, because I think how yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think, yeah, it's, it's like the, um, to to get into the very very nasty area that this is pointing towards. <laughs> yeah. um, it'd be very <laughs> it'd be very easy to acknowledge uh, terrorism and Muslims as how in I know I know I've, I've gone there so. They're using, they're saying that the same brush is being painted with Christianity and mm. anti everyone bigots mm. as how very nasty individuals can view all Muslims as terrorists. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it, a good it's point. that same brush. But any sane, normal person knows that it is not the same. Yeah, exactly. These, these nasty, <laughs> this nasty example of Christians aren't all the Christians. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spot on. They're, they're, yeah, no, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. Like, there's. There's good and bad of every religion, more than likely. And it's not saying that being a Christian's wrong or that they are no. bigots. It's like it's just saying that they, they, this group people exists and yeah. they are out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I also think it's a way for them to do a set piece. Like, where's a where's a way we can get loads of people that are not very nice people and we can murder them so they don't feel people mm. don't feel as bad that innocent people are being murdered. Exactly. Um, and it's like okay, a church. Like other than that, it'd probably be I don't know what. A clans meeting. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's a very different scene. Yeah, very different. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, Jesus. but that's why the scene's like... more fun. I think because the fact you know, I mean, obviously, like they haven't done a murder or rape, for example. But like, they're they're bigots. So like, you're kind of like, oh, who, who really cares? But like, I think that's why the the, the scene is fun. But I think you're really homing in on something there that you're not really looking at the bigger picture. There's good and bad to everything, my friend. Good and bad to everything. You must remember that. I love yeah. that you've called Seven Thunders your friend. Oh, yeah. um, actually, just, I'd like to remember that. It. <laughs> I just, I'm just surprised. Oh, take that back immediately. <laughs> so, so it's literally like they enjoyed everything about the movie apart from that because they said, oh, really entertaining, but yeah, zero. No, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean. I guess it offended yeah. them and all of them, didn't and it? And then we've got the anal scene. Again, I, I do slightly agree. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, the anal scene. Not not necessary <laughs> to anything. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I think, I just think, I just think they go a bit too with like, I don't think you need to see the shot of her at the end. I think it's, it's funny. when she turns over yeah. to reveal <laughs> yeah. her bum. I think her, just him just shutting the door behind him, I think we got the idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. And, and if you like, need to agree, explain yeah. it further, you could still yeah. have the, um, when Merlin just is like, oh. Yeah, and actually, no, yeah, 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 that's a good Definitely. point. You, did, yeah. you just didn't need that shot, shot of yeah. her ass. No. I mean, you could have just literally shown uh, Mark Strong's face. But that said, it doesn't take it away from no. But I feel the rest, it's um, the rest of the film. When we were watching the film oh, no. earlier, I remember you commenting on the fact when Eggsy does the sleight of hand on the glasses. Yeah. And he's explaining it at the time. He's like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I did this thing. I swapped the glasses. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And then they show it to us as well. No, yeah. And I can understand why they would do that. It's the show, don't tell. Yeah. But then they're showing and telling at the same time. It was very unnecessary. Yeah, it was very like. I mean, yeah, that's that's very nitpicky. Then, but, but yeah, but, I, but it was just a comment of like, we already end. see the shot earlier of him t- telling him to look over there and then he turned his head. But 
Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. that I feel that's the the same with the anal at the end. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't it's really matter. Mm, they, yeah. They've already pre-established. Oh, he saves the world. He's gonna get some yeah, bum sex, it, and then he goes. It's just a case of one shot too many, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't think it ruins the movie, nonetheless. John Blizzard, one star. I can't really say anything good about this movie. It's kind of like, what if a ten-year-old boy wrote the most badass adult action movie he could write? This is that movie. And the ten-year-old boy is a hack named <laughs> Mark Miller. Well, at least the cast was pretty good. So, that's here because uh, they, they, <laughs> they call, good old John is calling Mark Miller a hack. What? What's, what's his personal vendetta against him? I don't know, and it upsets <laughs> me because I like Mark Miller's stories. They're, they're good stories. Yeah. But maybe I just like fantasies. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's a graphic novel adaptation at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, I think you could tell that from the trailers as well. I mean, yeah, it, was, it, it didn't yeah. hide the fact. I mean, that if you don't like that, you don't like that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't. I would. I would argue that it isn't. A twelve-year-old boy movie because of what it's saying about the class system in the England. I do think it has uh, some interesting things brought up. Also, Definitely. which I think is really funny, and I want to give a shout out to, is that Samuel Jackson brings out McDonald's on a silver platter, <laughs> and Donald Trump recently did the exact same thing. <laughs> and, uh, it's got quite a lot of nods in the in the film to like politics and like how Samuel Jackson's trying to save the world, but he's only going to keep. The, the rich people. Oh, they, they mock Republicans yeah, yeah. quite a bit, don't oh, yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> How they're going to keep the rich people and, like, yeah, everyone else is just going to die, like, sort of thing. And, like, they're so oblivious to the point of, like, what? Well, I don't understand why this is wrong at all. I don't get... <laughs> like, it reminds me a bit of um, a film that came out recently called Sorry to Bother You. Great ca- um, oh, yeah. character uh, play when Army Hammer is explaining to Lakeith Stanfield's character a plot point that I don't want to ruin for people. But he's like, what? Like, Look, you get a million dollars if you do this thing that's really, really no one would ever do ever, but he can't understand because he's like, <laughs> it's a million dollars. So I like, and, and it reminds me a bit of that in the scene with Samuel Jackson's car like that. Also, his uh, his motives are also very similar to Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get rid of like half the... You're not wrong. Yeah, no, it's very true. <laughs> which is, I think, quite interesting. The only this... difference I would say, though... Um... Which, which, and I'm going to save most of my opinions for, for hopefully an episode where we do that film. But Thanos could make more food, and Samuel L. Jackson cannot. So, in some aspects, Samuel L. Jackson's reasoning is more sensical. But he brings the Happy Meal. He does bring the Happy Meal, <laughs> and he is he is the savior in that in that feast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess he could. We need to break that down in another episode, actually. Yeah, exactly. That's going to get deep. Yeah, I, yeah. I prefaced it with, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, We're not yeah. talking about it now. <laughs> Nelly Ray, zero out of ten. This movie is what's wrong with Hollywood. They take a terribly pathetic teenager with a chip on his shoulder premise and try to spice it up with Sam Jackson and Miss Blade Legs. <laughs> If people Blades keep, of glory. <laughs> if people keep buying tickets to see movies like this or the scary movie series is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, etc., Hollywood is going to think it's okay to keep making this trash and are going to keep their standards low. 
Wonder why movies in the 90s were so much better than today, on average? No one would waste their money on this, so they didn't lower their standards. I think once again we've got a guy that doesn't like parody films or anything like that. But, um... How can you not like Scary Movie? That's a great film. I wouldn't say it's in the same elk as that at all either. <laughs> no, like, this definitely. Is a full out, because they're, they're full out parodies. Yeah, whereas this, this plays on, f- it plays and winks at the tropes. Like the same way Deadpool winks at the tropes of other superhero movies and Kick-Ass does. Mm. He winks at the tropes and then elaborates and makes his own thing out of those tropes. I don't think it's necessarily a full out parody like Austin Powers or that Us 117 Bond, that French Bond film that come out in 2006. Do you know, it's really funny if you haven't seen Johnny it. Guys, check it out. It's really funny. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> oh, it was really funny, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's not a full-out parody. No, I agree. I like, definitely agree. It plays on the tropes and, and makes its own thing out of the tropes and tries to be something new. I mean, to compare it to Scary Movie is kind of a joke, really, because, um, well, just like you said, it, and as I said earlier, it goes from... It kind of goes from being a grounded, haha, look at all these, all these tropes, or just a, like you said, Charlie, just a wink at them. Not necessarily like, ah, ah, look at all this, ah, you know. And then by the end, like I said, it stands side by side with those. Like this, for me, I know this is quite a stretch, but I think this stands side by side with a few James Bond movies, and even with Kickass as well. I think it stands side by side with some superhero movies. I think the both of these films are. Absolutely incredible. But it's really interesting that they didn't like Taron Egerton's character because what I mean, one of the reasons why I think the film's great is because it, it does subvert the genre in having a working class hero or a pathetic teenager, uh, <laughs> a working class hero who's like ch- a chap. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's really a really cool way to. I think that, that that's what drew me into to watching the film. Like, I really like that idea of of making a working class sort of spy, which is typically seen in the movies as like an upper middle class sort of character. You have to be quite well spoken prim and proper prim and proper and I like that they played on that and that was what I think made the film interesting in its own yeah um, you'd find some uh, personal gratitude there because uh, your past is a bit um... <laughs> <laughs> yes <I> mean, <laughs> old Chav Charlie as Chav he, Charlie as he was known uh, in the day definitely can this relate this is pretty much a, a biopic isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I get to be Colin Firth? Oh, I've yeah, baby. I've him out of my gutter to That's pull it. him onto the podcast. And, uh, and Harry Samuel Jackson. Yeah, oh, yes. what? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, if I'm going to be straight up, yeah, I used to be what they, they now call Chav Charlie. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's quite the myth. And uh, yeah, I can definitely, I definitely related to this, this film, I guess, a bit of like this character <laughs> who come from like a world class area and has worked his way up he's working his way up to become like respected and stuff and he mm. and I like how he learns what the film for me teaches is like oh it's okay to be where you're from but also to treat to learn to respect at the same time is to like treat well, it doesn't matter and, where you're from you yeah. can eventually evolve to become a better person. yeah you can be a you can be I, I really like in this film the theme of like being a gentleman and like mm. having respect for people and yeah I think Despite the ending. And I think that's what I quite like. I mean, yeah. That's, that's why I feel like it kind <laughs> yeah, of... That, that's that's the only problem. Because it kind of plays on... That would be yeah. really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would yeah. be really nice of like... It is like, at the end of the day, what, what makes us a good person and what matters is just being a, a good person. Like, yeah. it's being a noble person. And he brings it up with the Hemingway quote 
Um, Colin Firth says it. And something about... Don't think yourself superior to others. Just be superior to your previous To your previous self. self. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, that's, and that's such, such a, a good line. Like, that's and really that's, great. And that's spot on. I, I really, I really believe that, and I think that if if more people thought like that, you know, there'd be less oh, definitely. issues. And that's, exactly. that's what that's what I thought was quite lovely about that. Um, I mean, I really so just talking about that in general, like Colin Firth and so Eggsy and Galahad, which start calling them by the yeah. characters' names. They have really good chemistry together, and oh, it's really do, yeah. it's really quite sweet. Like the the sort of love they have for each other, and Colin Firth sort of mm, definitely. And it also doesn't play on the whole trope of like, oh, he was similar to me once, because like you can tell Colin Firth had a different upbringing I feel like but oh, it's yeah. kind of like he has this respect like and he's trying to like I mean the whole point is that Arthur played by Michael Caine is trying to keep it more upper class middle class sort of yeah people and whilst but Gahard's trying to Gahard's break trying to break, break it and, like mm. let's get some more fla- let's get some more interesting let's get some more flavour into it let's get well not even necessarily like, that I think it's just more like, more talent we might find something yeah, really there's, special there's that we haven't found to yeah, look exactly. than yeah, just yeah. that one area yeah, yeah exactly um, it's the whole um, there's a reason aristocrats developed weak chins yeah no yeah it's, yeah that's a great line as well yeah, yeah. and the fact that the, what's, it, what's the, the character is it Rosie Roxy Roxy, Roxy. Roxy's. I, I, I feel like that's the first time they've had a female agent it feels like to me I don't know I'm, maybe they have I'm not sure but I really like that she becomes the um, Lancelot. Oh, she actually wins. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really like that. I like that. Although it feels a bit weird at the end when she's like, she's not doing the mission that he's doing. I I did think that, but at the same time, I do think it is still... I mean, it's not quite on the... No, actually, no, maybe not. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess she's doing a very, yeah, she, a very important part. Yeah, she was I mean, that's one of the it. But so then it kind of gets dismissed anyway, so... I think bit. the argument... Like, I can see both sides, because she is... The, the one that became the agent, so she should have the responsibility. Mm. But then I think it's because they're trying to take over Arthur's place. And so um, Arthur's oh, actual no, that's name a good point. is yeah. a bloke. Yeah, 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 actually. We, we, we mm. live in a, in a great modern society, but I don't know if that name was a unisex name or just like a male-specific so, name. Yeah. So then I think that's why... It works? No, mm. no, yeah, I, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I did really like that she won... Yeah, and uh, she was the better agent the whole time. I thought that was really cool. Sorry, just to go back because um, the reviewer said about being a pathetic teenager. Why in this day and age do people have a problem with flawed characters? What what's what's wrong with that nowadays? That's what he learns, doesn't he? He is pathetic at the start and becomes yeah, not like, pathetic. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's not, he's not a loser anymore, sort of thing. No, he's but I don't know why people have such a problem with it. Like, why do you want a character to be perfect from the bat? Like, where do you go? Where do you evolve? And to go on a bit of a tangent, that's kind of why the Golden Circle doesn't really work. The sequel to this, like, he went from being the pathetic teenager to this great spy. Like in the sequel. Where does he go? He's the great spy now. By the end, what is he? Just a He's great, just spy. The great yeah. spy. Yeah. So yeah, what? Why do you have a problem with flawed characters? Is my my issue with that review? I get it. That's that's a good point that we will not address. <laughs> <laughs> and to ride off the uh, tailcoat of Charlie's glorious, just gushing over the film there. Harry, what is your five star review for this film? Because we're we're done with the natives. Well. My five-star review of the movie is... <laughs> I love this movie because I, I, I noticed a lot of the re- reviews sort of said like, oh, it's uh, comparing it to sort of scary movie. What I love about this movie is it isn't strictly one genre. Like, it's not, oh, it's just a hard parody of spy movies. It's both a parody and a serious spy movie. I'm, I'm going 
at the end of the day, when you go to the, the cinema, you, you kind of want to just sit down, enjoy yourself and have a great time. And I think that is what Kingsman does to the best of its ability. Uh, it's got a great cast. It's got great fit. That's what I'm trying to say as well. Um, you can either look at this movie in a serious light or, or a kind of not serious light or both. And I still think it holds up to either one of those. As, as we've been saying throughout the, the podcast, you know, it, it highlights everything about class, the divide between class and what it means to be a gentleman. But um, in the not so serious light, like it's a ridiculous action comedy. Like, what what more do you want, really? And to say, um, oh, the the teenager is pathetic, and to say, um, Samuel Jackson is pathetic. Like, that's kind of the point that they're going for, especially with Samuel Jackson's character. With every supervillain, they're meant to be this evil. Like, is conniving the right word? And like. It's an absolute joke. His character is a joke. He has a, a lisp. He uh, hates blood. Some people that have a lisp are a joke. No, but I mean, with 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 lines, it's meant to be really serious. And obviously, when he's delivering them, they sound quite ridiculous to to a certain degree. So yeah, for me, why why I love the film is because you, you can either go in thinking oh, I'm just going to sit down and really critique and really appreciate the film in all of its seriousness. Or I can just sit back and enjoy a nice action comedy movie. And I think that's what's great. For me as well, I really loved Kick-Ass. And um, I think these two are obviously quite similar films, directed by the same director, Matthew Vaughan. But um, I think I, I think I um, appreciate this one just as much, you know. I don't think I prefer the other one. I, I like them both. Well, it equally. is your favourite movie. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of, one yeah. of. What, what do you think about this movie yourself, just to round it off as well? Because I think it's always How nice. dare you? <laughs> you ask me that question <laughs> who do you think you are <laughs> um, I love Mark Miller's stories um, I'm really hoping in the future one of his comic books called Super Crooks which is in the name it's a bunch of superheroes who go and rob a an item a, a MacGuffin from uh, another superpowered person but yeah no and, and this one again is as you said it it ropes in the the james bond tropes and it ropes in all those sort of mm. things that you come to expect and presents them again in a comedic and action-packed way which is beautiful and i love it so charlie what are your opinions mm. i like this movie i don't love this movie as much as the rest i think you the rest of you guys do i, I do like, enjoy it a lot i think it's really fun i do think it has flaws i do think it's flawed itself but i do enjoy it quite a bit and I do quite enjoy the Britishness like if you will of it I think there's some really nice stuff there's a really cool action the fight scenes are really cool and it was really cool to see Cullen Firth play Bond essentially but yeah so everyone enjoyed it I do think it's flawed but yeah so I think it's a good movie okay mm. so Harry yes where can people find you do you have anything to plug anything you want to want to show the people recently just started a YouTube channel called In The Bag with the weekly rubbish that I provide it's a nice, uh, well, I say it's a nice, it's a rubbish commentary channel. I just comment on music, movies, anything really, anything I like. So um, just go along and subscribe, baby. Oh, nice. <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. And Charlie, where can they find us if they wanted to do that? Right, they can find us on Twitter at FayFilmIsAwful. And they can also like our Facebook page, which is Your Favourite Film Is Awful. And I mean, I assume they're listening already on iTunes, Spotify. Just follow us and, and subscribe on, the, on any platform. And yeah, and, and if you yeah. are listening on iTunes, please give it the old five stars and a review. It really helps. I know everyone asks, but it's because it helps with uh, discoverability. And so we want to get discovered. We want to 
keep doing this. We will keep doing this because it's for us. But, mm. you know, if, if more of you can listen, <laughs> that'd be great. Just make sure the reviews are nothing like the ones we've been reading now. That's all I <laughs> well, have to say. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exclusively no. Although we are thinking, if you leave a review about, a negative review about a film that you dislike, if we come to doing that film later, we mm. might actually use your review. Yeah. You use the, but obviously still rate okay. us five stars. But, <laughs> five star, but yeah, um, yeah. No five stars, no review. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So with that, we're done. Everyone happy? Brilliant. Yeah. Magic, yeah. baby. Good. So Take goodbye, care. listener. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Delicious. <laughs>